Are you ready for this? Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm Corey. I'm Logan. And we are here to go on the journey of life and leadership growth with you. Welcome to the Principles Podcast. that have really stood out to us. There's probably tons more that we could add in here, but uh, to save you guys some time, we, we won't go through all of our favorite quotes, but here's just some of them that uh, jumped out to us. And Logan, you want to kick us off in Proverbs, one of your favorite Proverbs? Sure. As I was going through, um, there's so many that jump out, but uh, some that are specifically applicable today. Um, especially in times where there's a lot of, it seems like there's a lot of uh, divisiveness and disagreement and in some cases, some hostility, some that jumped out were Proverbs 26, 20, for lack of wood, the fire goes out and where there is no whisperer, quarreling ceases. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that in tandem with uh, Proverbs 26, 12. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes there's more hope for a fool than for him. And Proverbs 26, 4, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, really like the first one, 26, 20, um, where there's no whisper, quarreling ceases. Um, and, and all those just really talk about um, if someone's being foolish, don't answer them. Uh, you know, don't meet them where they are. Yeah. Um, I think we could probably stay out of um, some unproductive conversations and, and uh, probably be a little bit less divided if we would do a bit better, better job of deciding what we really need to dive into and answer and what we could just uh, let the fire go out on. Yeah. You know, I've been doing a 31 day challenge with Proverbs every day, reading a proverb a day and throughout Proverbs, it talks about answering the fool, right? I mean, how, how it's not wise to bicker back and forth with the fool. Just let the fool be right. But the wise person, you can correct Mm. the wise person. And, um, I like, uh, what version you reading out of English? ESV. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, that's usually what I will read in too. I also like to bounce it back and forth with different ones. And I want to read uh, the one you said, Proverbs 26, was it 20? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, yes. I want to read this out of the Passion Translation. I, you know, it's just um, different different uh, versions there. And it, as you read different versions, it seems to help gain better understanding too. So this is uh, Proverbs 26, 20. It takes fuel to have a fire. A fire dies down when you run out of fuel. So quarrels disappear when the gossip ends. Man, that is, that's good stuff, (laughs) right? I mean, you want the gossip to go away. And when you think about business too, um, I know many businesses, they'll talk about there's a zero gossip policy because gossip is like a cancer, Mm. you know? Um, It it just breeds. So no gossip, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to go into a quote here? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, let's go uh, off of that one. So this is like Martin Luther King Jr. quote. Um, and this is his quote. It says, there is no deficit in human resources. The deficit is in human will. And I like that, Logan, because he says there is no deficit in human resources. See, if you've been given an idea, if you have a, a thought that has been God has given to you, 
right? If he has sourced you with an idea, mm. then you have all the resources necessary to bring that forward, right? So there is no deficit in human resources. The deficit is in human will. And we have talked about will uh, a good many times that will, when most people think about will, they think about force. They think about willpower. I, I've got to force this. But will is actually our ability to stay focused on one thing and one thought, one idea to the exclusion of other ideas until it's finally completed. And I love what he says right there. There's no deficit in human resources. The deficit is in our human will to stay focused to completion. We get so easily caught up mm-hmm. and, and distracted or anytime we try something new, it's not be perfect. So right. most people throw their hands up at that. So um, if you had any other thoughts on that. that, that well, I, re- I really like it because it, it takes, um, it, it gives you some control. Yeah. Um, it takes away excuses and it uh, places some weight on personal responsibility, um, which I, I really like. Uh, we hear a lot of people talk about um, how they can't do something or, um, you know, somebody else at work is smarter than me or somebody at school was better looking than me and they made the cheerleading team because of that. And it's, you know, what, whatever it may be. Um, and, but there is no deficit of, of resources and it, it's all about your ability to control the inputs, control the hard work, control your creativity and use those resources to, uh, to move the chess pieces to, to where you can, can win the game. Yeah. Um, just checking in on our Facebook live here. I don't know if it ever went live or not, but uh, just checking in right here. Um, oh, well, that's all right. Um, yeah, and, and even before we jumped on here, you were talking about the book Extreme Ownership, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what that book is about, too. Yep. So what, what's our next proverb? Um, Proverbs fourteen twenty three. Let me pull it up here. Um, make sure I don't mis- misquote it. But um, – 1423, uh, in all hard work, there's a profit, but mere words lead only to poverty. Mm. Um, and I, uh, that one was ingrained in my mind at a pretty early age. Um, when I did, uh, John Ginn basketball camps at Pontotoc high school, uh, he had it printed up coach, coach Ginn had it printed up on all the t-shirts, uh, and that was in their locker room. And, um, that was kind of their team motto for the years that he was there was Proverbs 14, 23. Um, but as I think about it, when I get older, um, the prophet is not always direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the prophet is who you become as a person through, through a process of hard work. Um, and it, there may be delayed gratification or delayed results. Um, but, but oftentimes those, that profit isn't necessarily tangible, certainly isn't often tangible in the short term. Yeah. Um, but there always is a profit. Yeah. Uh, and, and one thing you can take to take to the bank is talking doesn't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I re- I really like that. Um, and I'm glad that there was somebody that put that in front of me at a, at a young age. Uh, but I'm only now really starting to realize kind of what some of those profits can be. Yeah, it's not always financial, right? Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you care if I read that in the, this version yeah. too to kind of blend them there? Because um, that's a really good one. I missed this one before. So uh, same same uh, 
same proverb, uh, just different version here. If you work hard at what you do, great abundance will come to you. But merely talking about getting rich while living to only pursue your pleasures, man, that brings you face to face with poverty. <laughs> I like that. That's good stuff. That's good. Um, let's go to a, uh, another quote right here. This is by George Washington Carver. And when I first read this, I thought, man, that is that is so good. Um, it, it, here's the quote. George Washington Carver, he says, No individual has any right to come into the world and go out of it without leaving behind distinct and legitimate reasons for having passed through it. Man, Logan, what, when you hear that, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I kind of uh, hit you out of nowhere yeah, with question. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I... I like it. It's just a, a different take. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm used to that ESV just kind of simple. Yeah. Uh, it's not as, uh, not as eloquent, but, um, just face to face with poverty, yeah. Uh, yeah. just really jumps out. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good stuff. Um, so <clears throat> no individual has any right to come into the world and go out of it without leaving behind distinct and legitimate reasons for having passed through it, man. I think that is, that's good stuff. What about another proverb there? Um, another, another good one that, um, that, that I like is um, a prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. Uh, Proverbs twelve twenty three, um, And then uh, a, a wise son hears, his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Um, so I, that's Proverbs 13, one and Proverbs 12, 23, um, Proverbs 13, three, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Mm. Um, man, we've all probably opened our mouth really quick sometime and then, and then paid the price for it. Yeah. Uh, and man, I wish I could put those words back in, yeah. uh, and, and just, uh, you know, wise to state the importance of guarding the tongue. Uh, there's another 1821. Yeah. The tongue has the power of life and death. Um, and, um, and I think James talks about, um, the, the power of bridling your tongue. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, there's, you could go on and on with the verses about, um, controlling the tongue and, and folly and listening to rebuke. Um, and we would do really well to take heed. Yeah. Proverbs does a lot of contrast between the wise person and the fool. And a couple of things that you just mentioned, the difference there is that fool is very quick to spout off and, and share everything they know. And the, the wise kind of contemplates their words and they're also open to correction. Um, well, I, one of the things that I've said to some young people a couple of times before is, you know, athletics are great. I Mm -hmm. love love athletics Mm -hmm. and uh, sports and stuff. Um, But your education and, and, and just being wise, as soon as you open your mouth, as soon as you open your mouth to talk, people are going to recognize, they're going to be able to tell um, your intelligence Mm -hmm. level, you know? So, so guard that, right. And, And be very intentional with the words that you say. Um, it's like the old proverb that's not in Proverbs, but better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, it, you, I'm going to read 
read what you just wrote, read right there in this one right here too, so that's all right. Those who possess wisdom don't feel the need to impress others with what they know, but the foolish ones may make sure their ignorance is on display. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, let's go to a quote right here. This is by one of my mentors, Paul Martinelli, and this is, this is the quote he said, you can defend your dream or you can defend your limitation, but you can't do both. Most of the time we like to um, make excuses. We'll have an idea or a goal or whatever. And we have the, this tendency to use our imagination to come up with reasons why we can't do something or uh, use our imagination to create all these elaborate pr plans of worst case scenarios, right? So we're defending our limitation in that case, or we can defend our goal, right? Or defend our dream, as he says, but you can't do both at the same time. So uh, any thoughts on that quote? By no, it, it makes me think of the Tony Robbins quote that we can't experience uh, fear and gratitude at the same time. Mm. Um, and, and that's the kind of the way to drive out fear. Um, and goes back to what we talked about with Allison before about taking captive our thoughts yeah. and, uh, and, you know, Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich spends a lot of time talking about the power of imagination. Um, but it, your imagination is going to work one way or the other. Uh, yeah. so it's all about channeling it in the, in the, in a productive way. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Paul, uh, Martinelli, who, who said that quote. He also has, he also talks about the law of polarity. So the law of polarity is the law of opposites, mm -hmm. right? So if you got an inside, you have an outside. If there's hot, then there's cold. They're on the same pole. You have hot on one end, you have cold on the other end. And in between there's varying degrees of hotness and coldness, right? Like there cannot be a hot if there's a cold, right? It, there cannot be a hot if there's no such thing as cold. Mm -hmm. So the very fact that you're defending your limitation. If you just flip the script, there is, there is a dream that is possible, right? When you say you can't do something, well, if you're using the law of polarity, then there is evidence and there is proof that you can do whatever it is you say you can't do. Mm -hmm. So that may be a little bit confusing. You may have to think through that just a little bit right there. But, but you think about if I say I'm inside, if we say we are in this room, we know that we're in this room because we know there's this thing called outside, right? right? So anyway, next proverb yeah. there. Uh, I won't go much deeper. Yeah, no, there's, <laughs> we, we might could go, do like a two-hour thing. We could go sometime. deep into that. <laughs> um, you know, as I'm looking for the proverbs in my notes, <laughs> I keep seeing other good ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, one that, that my mom taught me very, very early um, – whenever it is, especially when I did something well, was uh, Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction mm -hmm. and a haughty spirit before a fall. Um, and I've always um, seen that very clearly, almost in, almost see that in slow motion yeah. in other people. I mm -hmm. don't see it as well in myself I, and I should do a better job of that. Yeah. Uh, I try to, I try to run things through that filter, but you can almost see it when somebody's talking trash on the basketball court or somebody makes a good catch on the football field or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, that person gets dunked on that's yeah. possession or 
that quarterback throws a, an interception that the next play or fumbles. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just amazing how true that is. Um, and it's something to really check yourself against. Um, if you feel yourself getting prideful to not set yourself up for destruction. Yeah, man, that's good. And there's another proverb, as you said, that reminded me, you know, there's two very similar proverbs and they both start out the same way. It says the silver for crucible for the crucible gold for the furnace, but men are tested by their praise, you know? Mm. And then there's another one that, that starts out the same way. Um, and I forget what it says, but, it, but it's almost the opposite. But as you're talking there, you know, men are tested by their praise. You've mm. got recognition, all right? You're on the pedestal. Uh, well, who are you giving the recognition to? Are you receiving it and pointing it to you and being haughty, like you say, or yep. are you giving the recognition to who, who is actually deserving of it? So anyway, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's a good one. Um, let's see. Let's go to another quote right here. This one, I wrote this one down. It's from Inky Johnson. And I think the power of this quote comes from the person who said it, right? If you don't know Inky Johnson's story, you may want to check him out. But he was a highly high-profile collegiate athlete. I think it was a senior year, right? Junior, I junior. believe, because that's when you're eligible to, to move on. So that's it was right. his last season. Yeah, and he was going to be – a pretty maybe a high draft pick or yeah first round I think projected yeah. yeah so he got tackled and totally changed his life arm is flaccid can't use it you know but but he looked at it from a different perspective mm. right this so this quote is from him so this is the power of that so he says there's someone in life with a situation and circumstance in life that's a lot worse than you but they but they took the hand they've been dealt and they're winning with it. They're winning with it. They've got a worse hand than you have, right? They've got a lot worse off than you are. They took the hand that they've been dealt, and they're actually winning with it. So, um, anyway, I just think that's a powerful quote based yeah. off of him well, saying I'm a big, big, big Inky Johnson fan, and, and one of the, he, he talks a lot about perspective drives performance mm-hmm. um, and how you – view what you do affects how you do what you do Um, and just the power of perspective Um, and, and just an incredible story. There's a great podcast uh, that he's on uh, the Ed Milet show and uh, he kind of tells his story from scratch and it's just, he's a powerful speaker and communicator um, and uh, you know, just the, the power of, um, taking the hand that you're dealt and playing it like it's the one that you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and uh, you know, he's really done that. Yeah. Uh, and he's somebody that um, you can't talk back to him because he's yeah. walking the walk. Yeah, right. uh, you know, he was uh, just so gifted, uh, dealt a bad hand uh, socioeconomically in life, overcame it, went to college was dealt a great hand athletically, mm-hmm. it was taken away. Mm-hmm. Now he's become a public speaker and had probably more impact than he would have if he was a, a you know, a mediocre NFL player that had a six or eight year career and then went on to do something after that. But he's touching lives and really making an impact. And um, man, he 
took that hand that he was dealt and he played it like he was excited about it. Yeah. So, so did he say that, uh, what you just said, the, um, take the hand you've been dealt and act like it's the one you wanted. Or did you make that up? I don't. I didn't make. Good. I did not make it up. I don't All know right. if it was him or if it was somewhere else that I heard it. But uh, you can't identify it. It's yours. So that's not that true. It, I definitely heard it. I don't remember where it may have been yeah. him, but uh, regardless of where it was, he's doing that. Yeah. Uh, and and it's really exciting to see people that uh, have been dealt a hand like that, and they're playing it like it's the one that yeah. they wanted. They're like, oh, okay look at this challenge. Let's see, let's see what I can do with this. Let's see who I can bluff with this two, seven unsuited. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, everybody has their own set of challenges and, and things to overcome. Uh, there's always something more going on beneath the surface and things are not, not always as they seem, but it, man, it's encouraging to see people that are out there and winning. Yeah, man. That's, um, that's awesome. That's yeah. good stuff. Uh, Proverbs ten thirty two. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. Um, and I think there's another translation that you may want to read on that one. Um, if you want to go ahead yeah. with that. So words that bring delight pour from the lips of the godly, but the words of the wicked are duplicitous. The words of the wicked are duplicitous. Um, you know, I, something that, that um that stands out to me one of my prayers lately has been you know god give me you know god talks about in in proverbs ask for wisdom and like you're standing at the door come come mm -hmm. right i want to pour out wisdom onto you but but i've been praying is is give me discernment of these two different people people who have uh words that bring to light mm -hmm. and, and help me understand and give me um discernment by the people who are speaking duplicitous mm -hmm. words, right? And and give me that understanding. Um, it's not all people have pure motives. And uh, one of my faults that I tell my wife all the time is I put a 10 on everybody's head. And it's yeah. very easy for me to fall for duplicitous words. I need that spirit of discernment. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I, I, that's uh, interesting and, and timely. And I'm just looking down past Proverbs 10, uh, 10, 32 into Proverbs 11, one and Proverbs 11, three, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord and the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you, we're dealing with a lot of different things that, especially in the professional world right now where, um, I was just talking with somebody today about someone that put in 25 years at a company and um, just like got furloughed at the drop of a hat. Oh, yeah. I'm like, man, that guy has been drinking the Kool-Aid and sold out for the company and, you know, um, you know, just kind of got thrown to the wolves mm -hmm. um, when the going got hard. And it, that was just, to me, it just felt like a false balance. Yeah, um, and yeah. like that's a, that's a guy you got to take care of. Yeah. Um, and, and so, but the integrity of the upright guides them. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, just like we talk about quite often, uh, the value of who you surround yourself with yeah. and, and it's a great prayer to have that discernment, um, what was the 11 one again? 11 one, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, mm. but a just weight is his delight. Oh, that's good. Um, and you know, it's, 
it's important to put yourself around, uh, especially if it's in a, uh, if you're going to work for something, there's a lot of people that got laid off or furloughed and they're looking for jobs. Um, when you're going back into the workforce, surround yourself with a boss or a supervisor or a hiring manager that is going to have a just weight mm -hmm. and not a false balance. Mm -hmm. um, you see a lot of office politics and, yeah. and different things. And, um, you know, you want to find someone where the just weight uh, is in place. And it says that that's the Lord's delight. Um, and someone that's got integrity that that's guiding them. Yeah. And then you be that man or woman exactly. that, that has it right. This is what it says in this version to set high standards for someone else and then not live up to them yourself is something God truly hates. Yeah. That one hurts. Yeah. That one, <laughs> like, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's man. It's easy. It's so easy to have standards for other people. I think we've talked about it a little bit too, is that, you know, we judge other people by their actions, mm -hmm. but we judge ourselves by our intentions. Yep. I intended yep. to do that, but we didn't get it done. Right. They didn't do it, and we're mad at them, right? Yep. So, anyway, if you got high standards, set the high standard for yourself and then bring other people up, mm -hmm. right? Don't, don't set it for other people and, and set the standard for yourself. That's tough. That's that difficult. Tough. <laughs> That's difficult. That is tough. Uh, let's go to a quote, and this is a quote by Eric Hoffer, and I shared this one. I think I shared this at our, our, the goal setting seminar, uh, but I like it and I think it's very applicable to the time that we're in right now. And it, this is Eric Hoffer. He says, in times of change, we in a time of change. Definitely so. <laughs> in times of change, the learners inherit the earth while the learned are beautifully equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. And mm. why I love that is change is constant. Right. Change is constant. It's the only guarantee, I guess, that change is constant. And it says the learners inherit the earth. Right. you got to be constantly learning. Uh, I tell the story about doing the homework with our, our third grader and the math that they're learning now is uh, the math that I remember learning in high school. And change isn't happening just in education, but change is happening everywhere. And if you're not staying ahead of that change, you're not just standing still you're getting left behind. So that's the first part of it. And the second part, he says, the learned, the people who, who don't think they need to learn anything, the people who think they've already got it all figured out. Well, they're beautifully equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. Yeah. What they thought they knew, it's gone, right? So anyway, I like that quote. I, I really like that. And it, it makes me think of a, of a story that I heard one time. Uh, it was a, a big debate that was set up for a, a, an evolutionist and a creationist. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the evolutionist also happened to be atheistic and the, and the uh, creationist happened to be uh, Christian. And, um, you know, the, the, the atheist gave a, an extremely eloquent, um, extremely intelligent, highly educated, um, presentation of his, of his and very compelling presentation of his stance. And uh, the creationist got up in response and said, that was beautiful. It was intelligent. It was compelling and so persuasive. And you're, you're one of the most intelligent people that I've ever listened to or, or met. Um, but 
and he drew a graph on a flip chart and it was a, a massive circle. And he said, of all the knowledge in the universe, you're one of the smartest people I know. How much of the, you, you learn something new every day though. So how much of what you know, would you chart out of this circle of all the knowledge in the universe? And he said, well, just like a tiny pinpoint, you know, I mean, there's endless knowledge uh, and, and things to learn. And he said, okay. <laughs> uh, but, and, and his point was that the, um, his position was one of, of pride and arrogance that there wasn't something else out there um, that at least he could claim to be agnostic about things and not know everything. Um, but I, I just think that goes along well with yeah. what you, what you were yeah. saying. A nice, nice illustration. Yeah, that's good. Um, so there, there's, I mean, I could, I keep seeing <laughs> other ones that I want to share, but um, one that's always or two. Uh, another one that comes to mind reading this one, uh, Proverbs ten twelve: hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that also reminds me of uh, a soft word turns away anger, but a harsh word stirs up wrath. Yeah. Um, so those are pretty straightforward, but you know, as, as tensions are high uh, in the country as a whole today, um, maybe in a, a marriage relationship where uh, money is tight today or whatever it may be. Um, hatred stirs up strife, love covers offenses and a soft word turns away wrath. Mm, uh, you know, those are just some Man, I think quick, we all practical. Hear that one today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was good. Um, that was real good. I mean, yeah, we could almost mic drop on that one. Yeah, I, I love those. I got so, a couple more that, yeah. that jumped yeah, out to me today to, um, um, uh, one of my favorites and always has been, and, uh, something that I, I'm a big Packers fan and, uh, and growing up, my two of my favorite players were, were Brett Favre, of course, uh, but Reggie White, um, and, uh, one of the best defensive ends to ever play and, uh, a, a devout Christian, uh, and very faithful. Um, he passed away, uh, very early. I think he was about 42 or so. Yeah, um, yeah. but, uh, one of the – I heard him in a post-game interview one time, and I don't remember what the question was, but I remember his response was, Proverbs 22.1, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. Um, so, you know, there's going to be a lot of um, opportunity in the world right now, but making sure that we're operating at a high level of integrity and, and maintaining a good name over great riches – um, is I think something extremely timely right now. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. I mean, um, a good name. Yeah. Beautiful reputation is more to be desired than great riches and to be esteemed by others is more honorable than, uh, to own immense investments, man. I like that, you know, and we started our men's mastermind group and that's kind of at the heart of, while we we started that men's mastermind group is is to be to develop men to be men and to be leaders and to be world famous right mm-hmm. and when we talk about world famous it's in the eyes of the people you come in contact with day in and day out the people who know you best not the people who think they know you because it's a good name the people that truly know you mm-hmm. they'll know if you've got a good name or not. Well, it's something that uh, 
super applicable to business as well. Um, you know, uh, you know, don't chase the short term money or the short term revenue or profitability or whatever it is, chase the brand that comes with having a good name Yeah. Uh, and, and you'll build a pipeline and you'll be able to have uh, much better results over the, over the long term, um, and have a good name. Yeah. Um, I mean, in y'all's, in your landscape business, Cornerstone Landscape, that's that's the same, right? Excellence in everything you do. It's it's about providing that top quality service and and having a good reputation um, goes a lot further. And there are many many times where we mess up, yep. and and uh, we actually had a scenario with uh, with a customer back in February where it, we really dropped the ball on some stuff, and um, we took a lot of pride in owning it and going above and beyond to at least get it to a place where um, we felt good putting our name on something, even though financially it, it hurt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but at the end of the day, our name is on it yeah. and, and it needed to be done in a manner where we were proud to have our names on it. Um, and you know, we actually got a referral from that customer oh, within wow. a week of the time that we finished. Yeah. Um, and, and so, but that was a difficult decision yeah. uh, in, in the short term, uh, but it was the right decision. I, I, you know, I, I think it was difficult for you guys, but I think also what helped in that was knowing what your values were up front. Mm. You know, it, it's still tough. It's still tough. But if you didn't know what your values were and what, what you wanted to stand for and if this didn't matter to you, I think it would have been even more difficult and you probably would have veered the other way too. Mm. So, um, you're going to do two more proverbs and two more quotes. And cause I think we could go, I mean, I could, I like this. I think yeah. I could talk all day. We could, <laughs> yeah, we could go. I, I've actually got just, I just have one more that I, okay. that I wanted to, more? wanted to bring. I thought it was a great one to end on. So I had it written down for last, okay. uh, for, for myself, Proverbs 22, 11, uh, he who loves purity of heart and whose speech is gracious will have the King as his friend. Mm. Um, and it goes back to kind of what we've been, what we, the, the men's group topic was this week about uh, purity of motive. Yeah. And um, he who loves purity of heart and whose speech is gracious will have the king as his friend. And so, um, you know, again, there may be some delayed gratification. It may not happen today, uh, but you will have the right people around you if your heart and your intentions are pure. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I don't know if I could add anything to that because that's um, I mean that's top notch right there. And you don't just get in front of a a king, uh, not just anybody gets in front of a king or you know, talking about mayors or governors or the president or whatever. Now, um, you have to have a certain reputation, and and at that level, you have to add some kind of value, you know, and and you know add value as well. Mm-hmm. So, and that's good. Um, I'm going to share a proverb and then one of my, actually we'll end with a uh, proverb because we want to end with scripture. Okay. Uh, but my very favorite quote, um, I have, I have tons of quotes in my phone and under the heading on this one, I try to put it in headings too, like leadership, personal growth, limitation, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I've got this one under the heading of favorite quote. Uh, this is my favorite quote. Um, and uh, if I can find it, uh, well, but it's by Mother Teresa. And um, let's see, here we go. Best quote is how I have it. So 
People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you're kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others can destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. You be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it was between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. I think it goes back to what you're saying there, the intentions. Mm. Where, where are your intentions at? So, anyway, uh, you want to add anything? No, no, nothing to add. I don't that. know why you're adding No, that. that one's a good one. Uh, so, last proverb that I wrote down right here. This is, and uh, I read this one today, and that's why I just fresh on my mind yep. and jumped out to we, me. And, we talked about this one this morning, yes, I believe. Yep, this is it. Proverbs 10.5. This is from the Passion Translation. It says, know the importance of the season you are in and a wise son you'll be. But what a waste when the incompetent son sleeps through his day of opportunity. There are seasons of life. There's a time to sow. There's a time to plant. There's a time to reap. If you're sleeping during the harvest time, you've lost your opportunity. And I, I mean, um, we're all in different seasons of life. I feel like I'm in a season of growth right now. And one of the things we talk about is um, we have some I am statements. I am a seeker, a seer, and seizer of opportunities. So I'm still looking, right? You're still looking. Right. Uh, we're not going to be asleep when that opportunity comes. But, but it's so important to know the season that you're in. If you think you're in a season of reaping, but in reality it's a season of growing and sowing, you're going to be frustrated, right? Mm -hmm. So the importance of knowing the season that you're in and when the opportunity comes, you can't be asleep. Right? No, that's so, right. Anyway, any other thoughts or any other ones that come to mind right there? Uh, well, actually, actually, I really like the, the verse that comes before yeah, that. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, and I'll, I'll read it from the ESV. Um, A slack hand causes poverty, <laughs> but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. Yeah. Um, and I, I like your translation a little bit better um, about sleeping through opportunity, but I like the context of a slack hand causes poverty, the hand of the diligent makes rich. Uh, so you've got to couple that diligence with knowing the season and, and seizing the opportunity. Yeah. Man, that's good. Well, Logan, I, I've really enjoyed this one. I know as uh, you and I kind of riffing, but uh, I think we could go almost through the entire book of Proverbs for the wisdom. And uh, you've probably, I know you've got a list of quotes as well. So we probably could sit yeah. here for, a, we, you know, we could probably do a whole workshop on this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think we'll call it there tonight. You got any last things you want to want to say? No, that's great. You know, let us know uh, what your favorite Proverbs are or favorite sayings. Um, you know, we'd love to, love to talk about those and, and get those insights. And if, if you liked this, then, uh, you know, maybe we'll revisit it. It's a, uh, it's a little tough to stay focused with these because as you're, as you're reading them, you keep seeing more, uh, oh, yeah. you know, and it's, there's always something fresh that's in there, no matter how, how many times you've, you've read them. So, um, you know, I, I've talked with the, the small group at, uh, of high school guys at church that we, 
we're, we're working with before coronavirus um, that if you're ever getting a rut, Proverbs is a great place to start because regardless of what you believe, there's something practical there for you. Uh, there's something that you can take and you can apply and you can get a little bit better and, and try to gain some momentum. Yeah, that's good. Hey, uh, like, like Logan was saying, share with us your favorite proverb or your favorite quote. And if you, if you do, you share it in, uh, we're going to post this on Facebook and uh, pretty much all the social media sites and on our podcast um, on iTunes. Share with us your favorite quote and we'll give you a shout out on the next uh, recording. And um, anyway, so thank you guys for taking a listen. We hope it added value to you. Y'all have a great night and God bless. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. As you go about your day, remember to ask yourself, as a parent, child, sibling, business owner, customer, boss, teammate, would you recommend yourself, audit yourself, and change your life? Hey guys, and if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, take a moment, please subscribe, give us a rate and review on your listening platform, and hey, we value your feedback, and it helps others find us. Are you ready for this?